to season two, episode one of Single Black <laughs> Guys, what is up? I'm high. I know, I see it on your face, bro. <laughs> Let me drink all the Moscato right now. Please, no, we won't make it through the episode if we do that. (laughs) We're back. Yeah, um, if you're with us again for the second season, um, you're no longer our best friends. You guys are promoted to family. You're invited to the cookout. You guys are promoted to family, so definitely come to the cookout. Um, We're going to have Dad on the grill with his dad shoes. Um, <laughs> we're you know it's gonna be lit so welcome back family we've missed you guys so much um it's just incredible to be recording again honestly like this feels really good it's kind of weird but it feels really good definitely weird I can agree with that like weird but in a really really good way kind of like first day of school vibes you know what I'm saying yeah a little nervous we had to shake out the jitters only for all you only took out the jitters babe only you wink wink but oh my gosh so yeah if you're back for the second season welcome welcome back here we are um i want to say that we are back better than ever um much needed break much needed time to just kind of get our stuff together we both have a lot going on so just like a time to you know we all need we all need me time we all need family time we all need time so yeah um us here at single black female we just like everyone else we just had to get our stuff together and we're back though um i think i already said that back better than ever (laughs) i think a lot of our stuff i'm excited i'm excited because um we've just grown in these past i think there are three weeks definitely grown so if you're here for the first time the second time the 15th time oh, she can count y'all yo okay thank you like i said we're back and we're better <laughs> i think she's gonna say that the whole episode. The... i am i'm gonna be <laughs> crying talking about something so passionate she's like look at us we're back and we're better I'm like shut up, shut up. But if you're here for the 15th time, welcome. Um, we're so excited. And um, yeah, man, I don't even know what to say. Right. Right. <laughs> so with that being said, while she's over there giggling and like trying not to piss her pants, um, I want to introduce the Girl Boss of the Week, okay? Girl Boss of the Week, if this is your first time, um, basically it sheds light on female entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, just trying to send some traffic their way you know um I think being an entrepreneur I mean I haven't really done it that long you know it's a hard it's a hard thing you know and you always need somebody to kind of like put yourself out there and it's free it's free to promote for your friends it really is so why not do it you know if we we have the platform to do it so this week um I want to shout out my sister from another mister she is my friend she's my best friend's sister so she's also my best friend, um, Mariah. So Mariah, she has other businesses, but she has um, a business in Washington called Honeydew Cleaning Services. And um, they clean uh, 
residential properties, businesses. They help you move in, move out, pantry organization, sanitizing, um, especially, you know, with COVID-19. If you run a business from home, I'm sure you need, you know, constant sanitization. Is that a word? Sanitization. If it's not, I'm going to coin it. Sanitization. Um, Yeah, so she's licensed and insured. So make sure you um, click on that girl boss highlight and her contact information will be in the highlights. So Mariah, go ahead, Shannon, say it. So Mariah, we see you. We appreciate you. We're proud of you. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Yes. Yes. Hey, yo. Okay. Before we even get into this, you know, like, so I kind of have like a ritual before we record and I like, put on a certain type of show and I put it on mute and I just like set up on the couch. I thought you were going to say you put on a certain type of attire. <laughs> no, I wear whatever. Bro, no one can see you. <laughs> I wear whatever and on a, a regular day I probably have my uniform, but anywho, let's meet here nor there. But I'm sitting here and we're recording and my TV wasn't muted. So the entire time like the office was in the background. I'm hoping you guys don't hear that. Um, I didn't hear it, so I don't think so. Hopefully not, but yes, uh, we're still back and we're better. Exactly. I was gonna fucking say that. What the? Anyway, <laughs> I'm back and we're better. <laughs> oh my. So, uh, being that we haven't really, we haven't caught up with you guys in a long ass time, a long ass time. So, drum roll, please. I would like to get on one knee and take your hand and say, sis. Are you okay? Picture me on my knee. Picture, picture me on my knee. Taking your hand. Are you okay? Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! So no. I I was getting there, y'all. I'm good. Um, it might just be right now because I'm really excited. Super high. But um, honestly, like. Yeah, I'm good. I'm on my sixth week of nursing school. Y'all have made it a month. Are you taking it serious yet? I'm taking it real serious. <laughs> I study in the car. Okay. So, yeah, okay, not while she's driving. Disclaimer. No, yeah, I'm not driving. Okay. That's crazy. But somebody's like, oh um, my god, that's hardcore. <laughs> she's taking that real serious. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Nursing school is amazing. Um, I've cried twice, but for me, that's actually very, very good for six weeks. Yeah. So pretty proud of myself. Um, it's just a lot. Like, I'm not gonna lie. It's a lot of information. Um, yeah. And as I mean, people have heard like nursing school is hard and it's no joke. It's definitely no joke. Even in the first semester, like, you know, like in, you know, in college where you have your syllabus week and syllabus week, sometimes even last two weeks at WU, sometimes we stretch that and it made it sound like it was almost a month before we even started a class. But I had syllabus week for a day and the next day um, I was preparing for my first test. So that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I'm super happy to be there, though, and to be where I'm at. I've made friends, um, which I'm definitely happy to have, especially um, with everything kind of how it is. Um, what else? Oh, my gosh. I have 
in drill time if I get out of this next drill because I sent out my excusal. But I possibly have like one more drill left. But I get out in December, y'all. So I have three months of the military left under my in my under my belt. I don't know. Either who, <laughs> nor there, whatever. Your girl's about to be a whole time civilian, and I'm so excited. That's exciting. I am. I'm jealous. So excited. Like you know, think you know, COVID is not that great, but COVID has blessed in some ways. My way is that. If anyone knows, if you know the military, if you don't, we all started when we got in with this standard two, 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 two mile run, two minute of pushups, two minutes of sit-ups. Well, it's now being changed to the ACFT. Yes, which is like they're in, they're like kind of pretty much adding like more CrossFit kind of training, but now it's like six events. But it's like what the uh, I know the Marines do it. They do it. They do, do the CFT though. It's called the CFT, and there's hella events. There's a deadlift. There's leg tuck. Leg tuck. There's a, a sprint drag type of thing. Um, Mind you, ball toss. After you do all this, you still gotta go run two miles. Yep, but the I mean, they give it's you a longer time to run it. That's true. But it's still, I'd be exhausted. I'm like, no, sis. No. I did it once, y'all, and I struggled. And it was, you know, dad, if you hear this, it happened. Dad. And it's okay now. But I'm not going to lie. I passed every event, and they're like, okay, go run the two miles. And I ran a mile, and then I started walking. And then my um, recorder was like, Garrett, what are you doing? I'm like, this isn't for me. She said, it's a, it's a no. And so I walked off. But I, I can't mean, believe you. I'm shocked and appalled. Hey, sometimes we got to be honest with ourselves and our strengths. And that was not mine. Wow. So with that being said, wow. your girl don't got to take another PT test unless she decides to get back in. Wow. I'm and but yeah, so I'm kind of going into my section of what's been going back with going on with me today. I don't know if you really noticed that, but. Yes, like I'm good. Um, my relationship is thriving. It's really not thriving. I mean, yeah, I guess it's thriving. It's fine. It's always it's thriving. Fine. Jesus, Kevin, she's sorry. You're thriving. We're good always. Um, yeah, my biggest thing right now is like school. Um, my Etsy store is open, but it's just I have like orders here or there, but. Honestly, my main focus is school, so it's very hard for me to, like, promote and everything like that. Um, I feel it. But, you know, we'll get there, and I'll find my balance. That's all it's about is balance, shoot. I don't... Yeah. So, moving swiftly along, <laughs> Janae, sister. First of all, you get on your knee. Grab my hand. I want the same treatment. I'm injured. Are you okay? Uh, I am, dude. Um, I really don't have any complaints. Like, life is good. Um, I've been in classes, basically, you know, to help me with my transition from the military. So the this whole week, I was at home doing virtual classes. And I think the best thing about that is, like, I'm able to multitask. So... While I was listening to these courses, I was also giving myself like 
a list of things to do for the day. Um, so I just really feel like I've been, I've had the chance to get back to myself. So like I organized everything in the crib, upstairs, downstairs, except my closet. My closet is the last thing. Um, like I've just been able to like, just be me, you know? So I think having a break from the podcast really helped because that, like I said, it, it was turning into a job. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else have I been doing? Um, focusing on my plants. You know, I love my plants. Focusing on my plants. So I'm like propagating them and trying to make babies and do all this weird shit with my plants. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to pour into myself. Like, honestly, I'm trying to take care of myself better. I'm trying to be more consistent. I'm trying to start like a manifestation journal um, and the business. Um, you know, kind of like you, I get orders here and there, um, not really focusing on promoting it right now, but my ultimate goal, and I'm manifesting this right now, putting it into the universe. So the universe knows exactly what I want. By the time I'm out of the military, by the time I get my DD-214, I want my business to supplement my, my income. I don't want to have to work for anybody. I would like to do other things and work, you know what I'm saying? Like I already told you what I'm trying to do, but um, I don't want to have to work for anybody. So putting that into the universe, universe, you hear me, um, you see me, you appreciate me, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. And no, I just cut you off, but I think like the, the hardest part that everyone says is starting. And so like maybe right now, like our businesses aren't like this and that and like everything like that, but like the fact that we even started it, yeah. It's just to me is the best freaking part. It's yeah, it's, it's like it's a start, like you said. It's yeah, a start. it's like, bro, like you started a business, you took an idea, you created it, like you put in the work, you did all of this other stuff. So I think it's amazing. And anyone else out there, like that hears this, that wants to start a business or anything like that, like just start. Whatever start it and doing, then worry about start. improving it along the way. Yes, it's the biggest thing. Other than that, life's uh, not to quote future, his toxic ass, but life is good, okay? I didn't even know he said that. Mm, he has a song with Drake. Life's good. Uh, oh, <laughs> Drake. Oh my gosh. So, yes. So, you're good. I'm good. Let's air five. Air five to all of our single black female friends. Guys, I'm just excited to be back. Like, I think exactly what she said. Like, it was starting to feel like a job. Yeah. It got overwhelming. And it was like, I feel like we were constantly playing catch up every week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, to the point that, you know, I'm here and I'm I'm a human and I'll admit my faults. I, there was one night. It was our last episode. Janae and I were recording. And Janae is, you know, an hour behind me. So I'm just looking at the clock. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, we didn't get done until, I think, 11.55. No, it was yeah. longer than 11.55 because you had a little bit of time. It was, like, maybe, like, 11.50, You had time to edit it and post it. Okay, we posted on time, but the moral of the story is... Do, remember that time where uh, I think I was asleep, and I woke up at my sleep, and I was like, did you post? 
the uh, podcast. And she was like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Yo, I think I was doing something too. Like, I was like, you were out. Either out. You were yes, out. I was out. I was about to go out. Like, I think we were on our way to a bar. Yeah, so it was becoming a job, and we just needed to step back and give ourselves time to give ourselves some time to prep ourselves, um, and you know, kind of just step up from the situation and see what we can improve on. And yeah, it just feels good to be back. I feel like you know, y'all rolled out a red carpet and was like, "Yeah, this is the king of Zamunda," and I was like, "What's up, hoes? I'm back." So. Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. Like, when I walked up the house this morning, everybody was out there with, like, fruit, and, you know, they were feeding me grapes and stuff with with gloves, of course, because of COVID, oh, okay. but, you know, it was, it was like a house, a housewarming party outside of my house, though, so. Hey, guys, so if you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at single underscore black female podcast to keep up with everything that we're doing and also our merch and the girl boss highlights of the week love you guys hey beautiful people we are back with the best segment best friend talk the reason why you guys are here clicked on this podcast yeah, today. that's why you're yeah. here for the best friend you're here for the tea and we're here to spill the tea okay the chime tea wow so I know. This week's best friend talk coming back in with a banger is Black on Black Crime versus Black Lives Matter. And although it's titled that way, just so everybody is clear, one has nothing to do with the other. Okay? So when a little boy is shot and killed by somebody in his neighborhood, which is probably a Black person, and people don't run to the cops and tell you know who killed the person or you know what I'm saying like or they're not protesting that's not saying that black lives don't matter that's a whole nother situation within itself I'm not even about to get hyped about it I'm just gonna get into the topic okay and yeah let's just get in and I'll add my two cents so basically when you google the word black on black I didn't even have to Google black on black crime. When you Google black on black, you actually get a whole definition on Google. So it's an That's adjective. Wild. It's uh, described or defined as designating harmful actions in which both of the, the perpetrator and the victim are black. So if you Google white on, Isn't it that is crazy? insane because this is what, what, what was an insane or what was insane to me was that I Googled white on white. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the results said um, no definitions found for that word. Um, when Hispanics kill Hispanics, no one says, gee whiz, that sure is some Hispanic on Hispanic crime. And I feel like the same goes, you know, for any other race. But I've only heard of black on black crime. So my question is, where did the term black on black crime come from? I just trades you the fact that black on black, you didn't have to put crime. Right. I didn't just put black on black. I put black on black. Means already a harmful action. I could say a black on black shirt, but that's a harmful, I don't know. Okay. That's why. So the black on black crime term came from 
In December of 1970, Chicago Daily Defender columnist Warner Sanders wrote about getting invited to speak at a seminar on black on black crime. To prep for the talk, he caught up with a neighborhood hustler named okay, Fast Willie. And he asked him, <laughs> asked him why he robbed and beat up black people who were brothers. Willie's response was an early indication of what we need to know about the supposed black on black phenomenon. We go where the business is and where the man ain't looking. Can we? Can you see me going up to Deerfield, black as I am, trying to stick up? The man, the man would be on me so fast, I couldn't get a chewing gum wrapper. Out here, the man's too busy whooping them panthers and giving tickets to mess with me. Anyway, he don't care if NRs get ripped off, but you can bet he's watching his thing back in his own hood. Absolutely. So Tupac Shakur, um, who once said in the early 90s, the same crime element the white people are scared of, black people are scared of. So while waiting for legislation to pass and everything, um, we do, we next door to the killer, we next door to him, because we up in the projects with 80 N-words in a building, just because we're black, we get along with the killers or something, we get along with the killers oh i'm sorry we get along with the rapists because we black and we from the same hood what is that we need protection too these are two box words mm-hmm. so the black the word black on black the term black on black violence mm-hmm. while statistically correct is a simplistic and emotionally charged definition of urban violence that can be problematic when used by political commentators politicians and police executives they're stirring yes. the pot. Yeah. That's all they're doing. They're stirring the pot. Yeah. Because I've never heard, I've and never I mean, gotten, you know, turned on to what Fox 5 News at home and somebody says, oh, in today's news, there was some white on white crime in the suburbs. Like, no, nobody's ever done that. Yeah. And I mean, it, I feel like it goes back to you're black, you're a criminal, you're black. You're about to do you're something black, wrong. You're dangerous. You're dangerous. Like that our color just automatically it's like written on your skin. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do, who you are, anything. That that is like just here from it, oh my gosh. From 1970 I know, you know I'm about to right. I'm about to get in. From but from 1970 and here we are in 2020, y'all. Like, we're in 2020. Yeah. And people still see you. And, you know, for who, I, you know, black people that are listening, you know when you walk into the store. You know when you walk in the store. And you know the, the hair. Oh, my. The hair you store. You know the Oh, my gosh. The hair store. Like, bro, I could get this from AliExpress and not even leave my house. Absolutely. But I, I chose leave. to come into your store spend my money at your store but you're following me because you think I want to steal I mean ugh, okay so writers notably slates Jamel Boe and Natalie Hopkins from the root have done a tremendous service exposing exposing the term as such they correctly point out that what's referred to as black on black violence is really a byproduct of residential segregation and concentrated poverty, 
black homicide offenders don't kill people because they have dark skin but a clan member would they may seem obvious yet the myth of black on black crime persists between 1980 to 2008 the u.s department of justice found that 84 percent of victim white victims were killed by white offenders and 93 percent of black victims were killed by black offenders let me just say that one more time between 1980 and 2008 84% of white victims were killed by white offenders and 93% of black victims were killed by black offenders those numbers aren't far a big off. difference but like I said I've never heard of white on white crime anywho in no. 2018 the federal bureau of investigation reported that 81% of victim white victims were killed by white offenders and 89% percent of black victims were killed by black offenders in 2017 the fbi reported almost identical figures 80 percent of white victims were killed by white offenders and 88 percent of black victims were killed by black offenders eight percent difference dude eight percent difference black on black crime is a conversation that needs to take place within our own community we are aware there's an issue amongst us. The issue is no different than a white, Asian, or Native American community facing the same exact issues or, you know, the same exact crimes. Black Lives Matter, yeah. no, no matter what, or I'm sorry, Black Lives Matter, no matter who the offender is. I'm going to say that again. Black Lives Matter, no matter who the offender is. But the approach for justice it's completely different when you're dealing with a civilian from your neighborhood who you grew up with or a civilian that you don't know opposed to a trained professional that murders somebody in broad daylight and, you know, in cold blood. A trained professional that's sent there to protect, de-escalate. De-escalate means... Bring it down a notch. Bring it down, not I'm gonna de-escalate this by bang bang seven times yeah, in your back. I, that's that sounds like an escalation to me. Okay. Ooh, Ooh it's getting hot. It's getting it's real get, whoa, hot. What? It's getting real hot you in know here. It? Why are you yelling? Cause I'm really into this, and I'm about to get mad. As you put on your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Okay. <laughs> See. So most murders at the hands of the cops take place in broad daylight. Witnesses are present. Body cams are more than likely present, and the act takes place in the open. Lord Jesus. When someone comes into your neighborhood and murders your neighbor, nine times out of ten, the act was done in a discreet manner. As a c- citizen or a civilian. It is not my job to go to the murderer's house, grab him by the ear, and take him in myself. Absolutely not. That is not what. That is not how real life works. If I see something, I might say something. But if I'm in fear of my life, I just might not. When a trained professional murders a, fil- a civilian without justification, as a people, it is absolutely our job to address that situation. 
as the people, it is our job to ensure that action is addressed and corrected to protect citizens from those who are supposed to protect us. With that being said, close your eyes. We're going to do some quick meditation. Pretend that we are truly your Black best friend. We used to kick it in the playground in elementary school. You know my family, and I know yours. You know me. You know I'm a good person. We grew up together, graduated high school together, and continued on to college together. You know me. You know I'm a good person. Fast forward, we are still friends. But I live on one side of the town, and you live on the other. We both have the right to bear arms in our homes, so we do. You know me. I'm a good person. While I'm living my life, the local police department gathered intel that some drugs activity was going on in my home. You know me, dude. Like, honestly, I'm a good person. Their SWAT team has the blueprint of my home. They come together, have their brief, and they are granted the no-knock warrant in around a few minutes after midnight. They do. You know me, dude. Like, deadass, I'm a good person. I'm in my bed with my boyfriend, and we hear a commotion in the living room. You know me. I'm a good person. He grabs his gun to to approach the threat. Bullets are flying, and I'm shot six times. I don't make it. And after doing some more digging, the deplete... The police department realizes they have the wrong home. You know me. I'm a good person. The mayor is quiet. The police are quiet. But the world erupts as they realize me, your childhood friend, no record, an upstanding citizen, was murdered in cold blood. You know me. I'm a good person. People march in remembrance of me and others lost at the hands of blue. But still, no one is held accountable. Months later, my family is given a settlement and told to go on about their lives. And still, no one is held accountable for my murder. You know me. I was a good person. Now open your eyes. Every last one of us could have been Breonna Taylor, which is why we must continue to fight for Breonna Taylor. I think for both of us, just doing that, saying that, hit somewhere. And I hope it did for you, too, to realize that this is what's going on. That lives are being lost. That you saying, well, this person got shot in this neighborhood isn't a justification of why Black lives don't matter because they do. And that that trial might have ended the way that maybe a lot of us kind of expected it to end because of the way the world is right now. But we have to keep fighting. Absolutely. I feel like it's our, it's our job. Um, it's our job to make the world a better place, not only for us, but for the futures, you know, the generation um, coming up, you know, if we have the ability, if we have, the tools and we can organ organize ourselves in the appropriate manner. It's it's our job to get this shit done and try to eradicate racism or at least get the fucked up police officers off the force. You know? 
Just like you want your neighbor held accountable if they were to steal something for you or shoot someone in your neighborhood, police should be accountable for shooting someone with no right to shoot them. Police should be accountable for holding someone down while they say, I can't breathe, and that person dies. Police are human like we are. And my thing is, like, the average citizen, Shannon, say I come to your crib, I murder you as an average citizen. On my behalf, the the state of Kansas is not going to give mom and dad money. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a settlement, because I murdered you. I'm going to sit in jail yeah. until my, you know, my day in court. And then I'm going to be, you know, brought to justice. So why is it that we have Let's be honest. that we have police officers with a, a shield, you know what I'm saying, whose main job is to protect and serve? Nothing happened to them. They didn't go to jail. They didn't sit in jail. I don't even know if they got, you know, time off. I don't know. I don't know because I think I think one got fired. But that's the thing though. You don't fire somebody who kills somebody. You put them in jail. They 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 wait until they're dead in court. Like, why are they any different? Why are they any different when these people did not pose a threat? You came into their crib. They were defending their home. And then like you're hearing like, oh, there was no body camera body body camera footage. But now out of nowhere. There's some body camera footage. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's not adding up now. So we just, with, with, with all that we said to you, the biggest takeaways from today's episode, we want you to understand that just because a Black life is taken by a Black life does not mean Black lives don't matter. You handle your friends different than you handle your superiors, different than you handle your subordinates. Everybody can't be handled in the same way. You have to take the appropriate action to handle certain things. Like that's the biggest takeaway, the biggest takeaway. And like that, that, you know, passage at the end, we want you to understand that it could be you. It could be me. It could be Shannon. Like, I don't sleep in my bed. I haven't slept in my bed in a minute. I sleep on the couch. And every night before I lay my head down, I pray that nobody busts my door down thinking that somebody's dealing drugs out of this home and shoots me in my head. You know what I'm saying? Or I pray that I'm not stopped at a stoplight and somebody shoots me in my head because I'm black. Like, those are the type of type of things that we have to think about and deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not because I did anything wrong. I'm an upstanding citizen. I serve my country. I'm a mom. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Christian. Like, I don't I do not do anything to anybody. But just on a day-to-day basis, we want you to understand, like, these are the thoughts that go through our head. I think piggybacking off that is... As we say with Sis, Are You Okay? Check on your strong friends. In this time that we go through, I think everyone needs to check on everyone 
but check on your black friends. Check on them because some people are scared out of their mind to do anything right now. Because anything you do, someone could see as wrong. Scared out of their mind to leave their house. Scared that people are just going to walk and just shoot them. For the simple fact that they're black. So, um, as at the end, we took a moment of silence for Brianna Taylor. Um, Brianna, I know you're looking down on us, but know that we're here and we're going to keep fighting for you. Absolutely. To make sure that you get the justice that you deserve. No justice, no peace. Well, single black female friends, family. It's been, you know. Yeah, family. Um, it's been yeah. I didn't an episode. get this emotional, but a much episode. episode. But of course, we will. Right? It it's is. Us. So we just want to thank you for coming back, remaining loyal. Um, if you emailed us, we're gonna catch up on the emails. We weren't manning the emails while we were, you know, taking our hike, like on our hiatus. Um. If you have any questions if you have any comments concerns just send an email please leave leave a review want to talk leave us a review please it gets us out there we want more people yeah. to be educated the only way we can eradicate ignorance is with education so we're trying to educate the masses yes. okay um we love you guys we hope you guys have an incredible week um thank you guys thank you for allowing us to have this platform thanks for listening guys we'll talk to you next week Bye.